Moncrief on News Talk. Now, if you go to see one of those really long films like Killers of the Flower Moon or Oppenheimer, you'll probably find yourself having to calculate when you're going to nip to the loo. In general, there's no harm holding it in for a while. However, urologists are starting to see a trend among young people where they habitually hold it in, and this could be down to screen use. We're joined by the urologist, Dr. Fardad O'Kelly. Afternoon, Fardad. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, when you get the urge to pee, how, how much pee is in your bladder? I mean, is your bladder full at that point? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Sean. I think it's um, generally we're kind of designed and programmed that we don't pee at about 100% of our bladder capacity. It's not a great idea. So generally, when you are when you get that first urge to pee, you're usually give or take about a third full and that kind of stronger urge. And when most people would generally go and pee, you're about give or take about half full. Right. Okay. All right. So there's, there is some wiggle room there. There certainly is. Yeah. But for somebody, and this is a very personal question, uh, and because I do a two hour radio show, so sometimes I have to make the decision, will I risk running out to the toilet or not? If you're holding it in (laughs) regularly for two hours every day, are there knock on ill effects from that? No, I think I think two hours is reasonable, to be honest. I mean, usually, you know, you're kind of aiming at, it depends on the age, of course, of the uh, of the person, there are differences between kids and adults, but you know, generally, you're talking about somewhere between six and eight peas a day, which kind of works out about two hourly. So that's that's not too bad. I suppose what you're trying to avoid are kind of big swings in frequency, so you're not kind of holding on for several hours and then cluster peeing like two or three times, and then holding on for ages more. I mean, there's a certain irony. I was actually just correcting bladder or, or looking over bladder diaries. Uh, for uh, a bunch of kids there and, and holding in my pee before I came on to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, you can, do, you can do it every now and again, but it's probably not ideal to be doing it all the time. Yeah. And, and when, when we hold it, it's not, it can, do we directly control our bladder or is some other part of the body? No, not at all. You, you, you have no control over your bladder, actually, as it turns out. Your bladder is a very specialised uh, organ, which is, uh, really misunderstood in, in, in many ways. It's got its own nervous system around it and it, it will, you know, as it starts to fill, it, there, are, there are chemicals and electrical signals going on all the time and it will send a, curtis, a courtesy signal to your brain saying, look, I, I, I think you it's probably a good time to go to the toilet. And sometimes that doesn't suit. You know, you, you might be in the middle of a, ra- of a radio show as you're, as you're describing there. But what you do have control over is your sphincter, which is underneath the bladder. Uh, the issue with that is, of course, that it's not made of the same kind of muscle the bladder is made of. It's kind of like the, the muscle in your arms and legs, so which means it, it fatigues or it gets tired. Uh, and that's why some, sometimes you, you could be holding on and then kind of get to the point where you're like, uh-oh, uh, and then I need to I need to rush. Whereas bladder bladder muscle can just go on all day, all night. Yes, all right. And you and but is it possible to uh, when you're one is young, uh, to kind of develop unhealthy habits in this regard? And are you starting to see that? Oh, absolutely. And this is something that, um, you know, that I've been kind of working with my European colleagues on. I, I'm, I'm kind of lucky enough, I sit on the European Guidelines panel for pediatric urology, and this has become a real problem. We're seeing this in about 15% of, of European children now, where they start developing voiding dysfunction. Um, and I suppose the issue is, of course, that um, not only would they be at an increased risk of, say, perhaps wetting or developing urinary tract infections, or if this progresses, 
you know, potentially increasing bladder pressures, which could have a knock-on effect to the kidneys. But you're also dealing with a developing bladder that that is just maybe not going to develop as well as it should do. And once it once it matures, it's quite difficult to change those patterns. So it's it's something that you know you you worldwide this probably affects. 30 to 40 percent of all pediatric urology consultations um, where you have you have this problem and it, it 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 can be very significant and is it connected to the use of screens do you think aha uh-huh, that's a good question uh, we don't know it is increasing in uh, in prevalence uh, whether it's whether it's a f- it probably is to be honest uh, it probably is is simply the fact that your your brain is not really kind of engage with the signals that your bladder is sending anymore. And so, you know, you know, I remember when I was young, we used to kind of get sent to the field and come back when it's dark. Um, but nowadays people, you know, kids are really glued onto screens, tablets, phones, whatever it is. And I think that probably has something to do with it all right. Yeah. And so, and so, and could it be the case then that someone's so engrossed in what's on their screen, they don't realise they need to pee Correct. or they're just ignoring it? Correct. Bit of both. Absolutely. That's exactly what's happening. That's yeah. That's uh, so we're we're somehow like cutting off that signal that 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 you know should be a pretty important signal. You would have thought. Yeah, it's, uh, certainly in a developing bladder, it's a very important signal because you know whatever about you or I doing that, um, you know our bladder is kind of developed and mature, and it kind of it kind of has this memory that oh yeah, this is probably what I should have been doing. But but in kids, it's it's almost as if you're 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 typing the code as you get older, and and that code is going in wonky. Right. Okay. And is this kind of as uh, between boys and girls? Is it equal, or are you seeing a kind of tendency towards one gender over the other? More or less. There are certainly certainly some bladder conditions that would be kind of more skewed towards one uh, towards uh, one sex or the other. But but in in this sort of issue, it seems to be about fifty fifty. To be honest. Okay. All right. Though the uh, is the potential for damage equal in both genders. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it is. Now, the only thing I suppose just to add uh, another layer of the onion to this is that girls, you know, after the age of one year old, girls are probably about twice as likely to, to develop urinary tract infections at the best of times than, than boys would be. So, you know, the question is, would they be more likely to develop urinary tract infections as a result of this kind of voiding dysfunction? So whilst we're saying the, the voiding dysfunction would be Say equally prevalent, the the actual effect might be slightly more in girls if they're more prone to developing urinary tract infections for sure. And the other thing I suppose, which is which is something that we're only really beginning to see now, is is for years we had say younger adults come in, and I suspect this has always been a problem. It's just increasing, but but you'd see these younger adults come in with you know bladders that wouldn't be emptying well, recurrent urinary tract infections. Um, and and the bladder, for all intents and purposes, seemed a little floppy, and we were just trying to work out what the heck it was and, and why why cer- certain people have an underactive bladder. And, and I think, you know, a, lo- a lot of the kind of emerging evidence would point towards, you know, childhood might have a have a, uh, a certain effect on this. Yeah. Dr. Fardad O'Kelly is urologist at Clain Hospital and The Beacon. Fardad, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks, John. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.